It's November 2nd, 2010, election night, the midterms. President Barack Obama won big just two years ago. But tonight, Republicans are looking to make a comeback. One by one, states on the map turn red. By the end of the night, Republicans gain 63 seats in the House of Representatives and six in the Senate. They pick up governorships in six states. One of those states is Wisconsin. That governor, Scott Walker. It's his birthday that night. Walker's a preacher's kid from Delavan, Wisconsin. He served as a state representative and then as Milwaukee County Executive. And he's made some big promises during this campaign. He promised to cut taxes. He promised to create jobs. And he promised to put an end to a planned high-speed rail line between Madison and Milwaukee. In this podcast, we're going to tell you the story of this train. And we'll start off with a spoiler. It doesn't exist. Walker did put an end to it. So if we already know how this story ends, why go back? Why now? There is something about this train that gets people's blood boiling, even 10 years later. People on both sides of this issue care. Over the next few weeks, we'll ask, what is it about this train? We'll explore where the idea was born, how it unraveled. We'll even leave the state to explore what this saga says about our politics and how Wisconsin has changed. From Wisconsin Public Radio, I'm Sean Johnson. And I'm Bridget Bowden. This is Derailed. It was, in fact, a boondoggle. It did not solve a problem. The price tag was was excessive. There were no boondoggles, no controversies, no sweetheart deals. It was all done by the book. We were actually ready to build. And if um, Governor Walker had not uh, killed this... We would have been on the train to Chicago six years ago. Have you ever seen those trains? They're incredible. I think that when the people would have got on those trains, this whole situation that happened with the campaign would have changed. It was going to open a lot of doors for us. And now we can only just think about what could have happened now. It brings me no joy. The way, I mean, the way things the way things turned out. I have many, many, many regrets. Many things that I would do differently. This is not one of them. One thing we've noticed when we talk about this story is that it's really hard to avoid train lingo. So you'll have to forgive us here, but sometimes train lingo just works. It is everywhere. When you're working on something, you're chugging along. If you get distracted, you're sidetracked. Once you're done, you've reached the end of the line. And when something causes plans to change, they get derailed. In early 2010, the Madison to Milwaukee high-speed rail line was on the cusp of happening. Funding was secured, contracts were signed, construction was about to begin. But if you remember anything about the debate over this project, you know that it was Scott Walker who wanted to derail it. Because Scott Walker talked about this train all the time. He talked about it in debates. The bottom line is, I would much rather send that money back to Washington than be stuck with money that we can't afford, with a system we can't afford and don't want in the state. In TV ads. I'm Scott Walker, and if I'm elected as your next governor, we'll stop this train. And in stump speeches. Now more than ever, we need a leader who's going to tell the federal government that we don't want an $810 million train that we don't need and can't afford. But even if you remember who wanted to stop this project, 
there's a chance you don't know who started it. It wasn't Walker's Democratic opponent in 2010, Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. You could argue it was the governor before Walker, Democrat Jim Doyle. But Doyle was only in that position because the state of Wisconsin got federal stimulus funding from President Barack Obama. I'm announcing my administration's efforts to transform travel in America with an historic investment in high-speed rail. Obama picked the Madison to Milwaukee rail line over projects in other states, partly because Wisconsin had been getting ready for this moment for years. And that all started in the 90s under a different Wisconsin governor, a Republican, Governor Tommy Thompson. So all aboard, on Wisconsin, to the transportation system of the future. If you lived in Wisconsin in the 1980s or the 1990s or the early 2000s, there's a good chance you remember Tommy Thompson. He was the longest-serving governor in Wisconsin history, elected four times. No one else has ever done that. His biographer Doug Moe says part of the reason Tommy Thompson stayed so long is that he loved the job. It was interesting. He couldn't—he could hardly talk about Wisconsin and the people of Wisconsin— uh, without starting to get emotional. Um, he, he, uh, his family as well, those two subjects um, brought him to tears more often than not. Even in the 90s, Tommy Thompson was a throwback to a different era. He was first elected to the state legislature in 1966. Back then, the parties weren't so rigid. Republicans and Democrats cut deals with each other and even socialized. Thompson had a gregarious, backslapping style. He'd walk into a room and introduce himself to everyone, sometimes with a bone-crushing handshake. He belted out speeches in a big, booming voice, like his 1999 State of the State Address, where he proposed high-speed rail. Bob Wood was Thompson's chief of staff that year. He remembers the speech, but for different reasons. What I remember about that speech, of course, is Ron Dane. <laughs> the, the Badgers coming off uh, a big Rose Bowl victory. In college football in the year 1999, running back Ron Dane was the man. He had just carried the Badgers to victory in the Rose Bowl. And Tommy Thompson is a fan. Final score, Wisconsin 38, UCLA 31. He brings Dane and other Badgers on stage to celebrate. Thompson is so excited, he's literally giggling. One thing about Tommy Thompson is that he prided himself on being forward-looking, innovative. During this speech, he has two giant televisions set up on either side of the podium. When he's honoring the Badgers, he uses one of the screens to display Ron Dane's Rose Bowl stats. Later, he uses them to set up a video link-up with the Distance Learning Center in the city of Mozanie, population 4,000. So let's visit some of my friends from Mozanie who are learning French from a teacher in West Salem. Bonsoir, Mozanie. This may seem quaint in the age of smartphones, but in 1999, this was peak internet, cutting-edge technology, and Thompson eats it up. Uh, can either one of you say state championship in French? I can. Um, it would be <laughs> championnat d'état. <laughs> In his speech that night, Thompson tells lawmakers that he wants to charge into the next century. And to him, that includes a modern transportation system. 
And Thompson has just been named the chairman of Amtrak. So now he's setting his sights on trains. He's unveiling a new Midwest Rail initiative. The Midwest Rail initiative would carry people between nine states on 3,000 miles of track at over 110 miles an hour. It will travel to nearly 70 different metropolitan areas and 11 urban centers, including a line that will connect Milwaukee and Madison to Chicago and Minneapolis. Thompson's speech includes some details. Wisconsin would get $2 million from Amtrak to start preliminary engineering on a high-speed rail line. State government would kick in another million. But mostly, this speech is a sales pitch in classic, rip-roaring Tommy Thompson style. Imagine the joy in Illinois when they find out that they can escape to Wisconsin at one-seventh the speed of sound. And if we want to travel to Soldier Field to watch the Packers beat up on the hapless Bears, we can do it and we won't have to pay their tolls. To be clear, this idea for adding a passenger rail line in Wisconsin did not come out of the blue for Tommy Thompson. Yes, he was running Amtrak now, but there was more to it than that. Tommy Thompson loved trains. Biographer Doug Moe. All I know is whenever I brought, brought the subject up to him, um, he'd light up. How much did this matter? It turns out, a lot. That's coming up right after this break. Right, sir. Can you just say your name for me real quick so I've got it on tape? This is Governor, former Governor Tommy Thompson uh, from Elroy, Wisconsin. It's been more than two decades since Tommy Thompson gave that speech calling for high-speed rail in Wisconsin. He's moved on from the governor's office, but he's kept busy. He says he's either the owner, part owner, or a board member for about two dozen companies. And on the weekends, he farms. I've got 10 commitments today, and I shoehorned you in just because you are so persistent and nice, and you're uh, dealing with a subject that I have a great deal of admiration about. Tommy Thompson's love for trains goes way back to when he was a boy growing up in Elroy, a small town about 80 miles northwest of Madison. People don't realize that Elroy used to be the go-between city between Chicago and Minneapolis. Trains would come up, passenger trains would, and freight trains would come up from Chicago and stop in Elroy, and, uh, and then they would turn around and go back to Chicago, and trains from Minnesota to St. Paul would come down and uh, pick up the passengers or pick up the freight and take it on to Minneapolis. Now, about Elroy. Tommy Thompson could not be prouder of his hometown. He talks about it all the time. When he was growing up, he says famous people would visit Elroy. Thompson remembers sitting on his dad's shoulders when he was six years old to watch Harry Truman deliver a campaign speech from the back of a train. But what Thompson remembers the most is riding the rails, starting when he was about 10, even when he wasn't supposed to. Me and my buddies would hop onto the trains and freight trains and then ride them to the edge of town or until we got kicked off. And it's funny we didn't break a leg or an arm or, or a more serious accident, but uh, I love riding the rails for, for about a mile until they got up too, 
you had to, you had to jump off before it got too going too fast or you'd get hurt. So we timed it pretty. We had a lot of experience doing it. So when you talk about trains or building trains, rail service, all that takes you back to Elroy. Takes me back to my boyhood. My boyhood of uh, hopping freights, just like a hobo. We mentioned this already, but it's really important to the story. Tommy Thompson is a Republican, and not just any Republican. In 1999, he was a pretty big deal nationally. He'd come up with new policies on issues like private voucher schools and ending welfare, and governors in other states were taking notice. He was setting the Republican agenda. And remember, Tommy Thompson is Elroy to the core. Small-town life is important to him. And small towns like Elroy help elect Republicans like Thompson all over Wisconsin. But in 1999, here was this Republican governor talking about a passenger rail line to connect Wisconsin's two largest cities, Madison and Milwaukee. And they vote for Democrats. And Thompson says his Republican colleagues were basically okay with it. Tell you the truth, I had no opposition. I mean, I'm sure it would have been placed to a vote, there would have been opposition, but... Uh... The truth of the matter is, is that people bought into my vision. Okay, time to flash back again, this time to the year 2000. This is one year after Tommy Thompson gave that big speech about the Wisconsin football team and the future and high-speed rail. In the year 2000, the Wisconsin Badgers win the Rose Bowl again, and Ron Dane wins the Heisman. And Tommy Thompson is still governor, giving his 14th State of the State address. And again, Thompson is talking about the future. The big TV screens are back, only this time they link up with a scientist at the University of Wisconsin-Madison who's doing cutting-edge DNA research. Governor Thompson, thank you for the opportunity. What I'd like to show you first is what genomic research actually looks like. What we're looking at is a blow-up. Thompson is showing off the internet again, this time to send an order of Wisconsin cheese to the governor of California. E-commerce is so simple, even a governor can use it. Let me show you. And for the second year in a row, Thompson is talking about high-speed rail. Only this time, he's offering more specifics. An artist's rendering of a high-speed rail train station in Madison flashes on the TV screens. The Dane County Regional Airport will become the model for tomorrow's transportation hub in America. A one-stop access point for air, rail, and ground travel. Soon the business travel. The business traveler will fly from Washington to Milwaukee, jump on a high-speed train to Madison, then catch a bus to drop her at her doorstep, just in time for dinner with the family cooked by her husband. Thompson wants $50 million from the state for this Madison to Milwaukee passenger rail line. And he wants federal help, too. As chairman of Amtrak, I will be seeking $100 million in federal money to match our investment. Thompson also sets a timetable. No more lengthy layovers in airports of cars stranded in parking ramps. Let's get high-speed rail running in Wisconsin by the year 2003. It might be hard to imagine now, but in January of 2000, this was seeming like it could be possible. Tommy Thompson was popular. He won elections by landslides. He was the chairman of Amtrak. 
He even went to Washington to testify about Amtrak. At one hearing, U.S. senators wanted to talk about projects in their states, but Thompson turned it around to talk about Wisconsin. Um, that 140-mile-an-hour fast train, that high technology, uh, we would like it to come south. Uh, we have discussed I it I want before. to get to the Midwest first, Senator Cleveland. That's my, that's, that's my passion for being at this committee. I want you to know that. Chief of Staff Bob Woods says Thompson was determined to make his dream of a Madison to Milwaukee high-speed rail line come true. The more you told Tommy Thompson no, uh, was more likely something was going to happen, and he was going to put uh, uh, every force of will and effort he could into it, and usually came out on the on the positive end. But then, the constant pushing by Thompson stopped. Good afternoon, I've, uh, or good morning. I've had the, oper- the uh, honor of announcing four more cabinet uh, nominees today. In December of 2000, President-elect George W. Bush was naming his new cabinet. He picked Thompson to lead the Department of Health and Human Services. It is such an honor to have Tommy Thompson agree to leave the position of governor of Wisconsin to come and serve our nation. And just like that, the longest-serving governor in Wisconsin history was done. Pretty soon he resigned the Amtrak chairmanship, too. Of course, nobody can say for sure what would have happened if Thompson had stayed governor a little longer. Wood thinks there might be a passenger rail line between Madison and Milwaukee right now. Once he has something in his sights, uh, he doesn't let up. And there would have been a number of senators that would have gotten tired of seeing him and a lot of doors knocked on or or, uh, kicked in. So I think if if he were still in office, we'd probably have a, uh, a little different outcome. But this is not the end of the line. We'll pick that up in the next episode of Derailed. Derailed is reported and produced by me, Bridget Bowden, and Sean Johnson. We're produced by Hannah Haynes and Brad Kohlberg. Edited by Noah Obshinsky. Music by Carl Christensen. Additional support from Adam Friedrich. Digital editing by Jenny Peake. Special thanks to Rennie Svernovsky and Corinne Hess. You can see more at wpr.org slash derailed.